Welcome to the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast, intended to equip and encourage business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs. Taught by active business owner, best-selling author, and teacher, Sean Castrina. All right, welcome to today's podcast where we're doing a teaching lesson. If you've noticed throughout the week on the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast, we kind of have a system to it. Mondays and Fridays are fresh teaching lessons. Wednesday's a bonus lesson, something we've done you know, years in the past that we want you to hear. On Tuesdays is typically an interview with one of my business partners and or a special guest that I think is just fantastic and would bring value. Thursdays is Ask Sean, where I answer questions that come in through AskSean at SeanCastrina.com. And that's kind of our format Monday through Friday, and that's why the podcast continues to keep growing like crazy. So what are we talking about today? Well, if you watch the news in any level and you're into business, you would know that CEO of General Electric, former CEO and legendary CEO, Jack Welch, passed away last week. And, and what makes him unique? Well, for one, he, he was voted the manager of the century. I mean, this is the top you know, CEO of, of the last 100 years. And when he took over General Electric in, in 1981, okay, he had a 20 year tenure, he grew profits, profits from 1.5 billion in 20 years to over 15 billion in profits. Think of that. That's, uh, you know, that's crazy. What he, t- uh, 10 times that, okay, over 20 years. And then as CEO, this is incredible, he brought their, mar- their market valuation by a factor of 30. He, incre- he increased it 30 times from 14 billion, what their worth was on the market, to 400 billion. So needless to say, he was a pretty effective CEO and there's a few things that he did during his tenure that made him extremely unique. And one of the legendary statements and decisions he made, and I, you know, when he took over, he insisted that GE, that any, any division under GE, that had to be number one or number two in every area they were in. Basically, if GE was going to be in it, they needed to be number one or number two. So he was just letting all his managers know, if you're not number one or number two, you're not going to be around. That division's not going to be around. He wanted to have profitable divisions within GE, not just have you know, divisions because they've been doing it forever. You know, GE is a stalwart company. So he said, basically, you're going to either be number one or number two, or you're not going to be around. This is my expectation. And at the time that was, you know, very different. And he was known for letting tons of people off and getting rid of people. And he would take criticism for it. And he would say, no, no, you should pat me on the back. Because the reason why, you know, the 90% of the people we keep have jobs is because I'm willing to make the hard decision to get rid of the 10%. And I want to share this with you. And I say this all the time. Your ability to staff your company, and I don't care how big of a company you are. Because I'd say the smaller you are, the even more so you need to staff with talent because one, you got three people and one is a total dud. That's, you know, 33% of your staff it's going to have even a bigger effect. Example, if you had a thousand staff, you had five complete morons. Okay. You know, you're talking about less than, you know, 1% that have lack of talent. It's not going to affect as much. So you who have small businesses and you naturally default to hiring friends and family. That's the biggest mistake. I want talent. 
and I will let you go when I discover that you lack the talent I thought you had at the time I interviewed. If I feel like you can't do the job I'm paying you for at the level I want, number two, I don't think you can do it and grow at the capacity. I want you to continue to get better. I want you to be better than when I hired you. Unless I hired you and you had the most extraordinary ceiling right away, and that happens sometimes. But as a general rule, I want to I see capacity. If I have to remind you to do your job, tell you how to do your job, you will not last with me. And Jack Welch had that same philosophy. And with his managers, he set a mandate. One or number two. We're going to be one or number two or, or we're not going to offer it. And that is just legendary. And I think, you know, small business owners would be wise to set extremely ambitious goals and hold their management, hold their team accountable and to say, this is my goal, my vision for the company. And if we're, we haven't gotten to this point next year, changes are going to make, we're going to make changes. And that's just how you do it. I want to share with you, a, we're going to go through a few quotes by Jack Welch that are just will show you how he thinks, how he led, and why he was the manager of the century. All right. He says, giving people self-confidence is by far the most important thing that I can do because then they will act. It's true. I'm always speaking. Uh, golly, I, I always want to tell my staff how amazing I think they are, and I actually pat them on the back for stuff they've yet to even achieve at this level. I'll tell them, you know what, you're getting it, but I, I can see you next year doing this, doing that. I, I want to tell them, I, I think your potential is incredible. I'm always trying to increase the self-confidence of my key players. And I want to do it being authentic, but I do believe if you can increase the confidence of the self-confidence of your team, they will be better and your company will grow because of it. So as a leader, build the self-confidence of people that are important to you. Another quote, good business leaders create a vision, articulate the vision, that means communicate it, passionately own the vision, it's your vision. Take, take possession of it and then relentlessly drive it to completion. That's what leaders do. That's what CEOs do. That, that's what startup founders do. Hey, I'm going to start this company. This is the vision I have for it. You can communicate it effortlessly. I can communicate the vision I have for my various companies during the interview process effortlessly, just like an elevator pitch. If I'm talking about my digital marketing company, I'm real quickly, you know, it is the best digital marketing company for small businesses because A, B, C, and D. This is who our clients are. This is our profile client. This is where I think we'd be a great fit for you. I have a vision for that company. Well, if it's one of my home service companies, I have a vision for that company. If it's in the publishing and, and, and content creation, I, I have a vision for that company. And I, and I believe I can articulate it so that when I'm sitting down with talented people, I can get them to come on board. If you can't, if you don't have a vision, you can't articulate, your managers can't bring it to fruition because they don't know what the heck you want. I love this quote. Change before you have to. This is so good. This is why GE became so valuable. They constantly evolved over his 20-year tenure. You look at Stallworth companies, JCPenney, gone. Sears, gone. Kmart, gone. Okay, Toys R Us, gone. Blockbuster, gone. I mean, I can keep going. Because they didn't change before they had to. Okay, so I love that quote. 
Okay, another one, he says, I've learned that mistakes can often be as good a teacher as success. Smart people know that. It really, the foundation of this was set in the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, where he said, you know, every failure, if you mine it like mining for gold, will pay you back with a return. In other words, okay, th- this mistake costs you $100,000. Mine it for gold, you're gonna make money on that. And I can tell you every mistake I've made that I truly minded for everything I could learn from it paid me back with interest going forward. So I love that. You know, I've learned that mistakes can often be as good a teacher as success. That's so good. All right, love this one. The team with the best players wins. This is my big complaint with small businesses. They, they lack talent. I, I, I want the most talented people humanly possible that I can put my hands on, that I can afford to pay, that I can motivate, recruit as a partner, that I can give shares of my company to under our roof in my sphere of influence and organization. Why? Because the team with the best player wins, with the best players win. So if you can't recruit talent, your, your business has a ceiling. It's the ceiling of the talent around. Why do you think Amazon bought Zappos for a king's ransom and not only bought it, left it alone? Why? Because their, their CEO, Tony, I, I'm going to mess up his last name, but did such an extraordinary job, built such an amazing culture that he's like, let's leave him alone. Let's leave him alone. They had a great team. All right, next one, culture drives great results. They can go back to the Zappos story. If you have a great culture within your company, they understand the values, what the vision is, what you guys are trying to accomplish, the accepted norms and behaviors and objectives of the country, company. If, you're, if your team understands that, well, you're gonna have a great culture. Great culture drives great results. And that, that's another example, if you look into the Zappos story, famous culture there regarding being customer-centric. All right, another quote, last quote. Before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. Here's the amazing part, this last statement. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. That is too good. That is too good. I love it. Read again. Before you are a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. I feel like that is one of my most paramount responsibilities, that anybody who joins my team is better when they leave me, if they move on. I hope they stay with me and I can improve them, but my goal is to mentor my key leaders. They're my managers, my partners. I can't do it with everybody, but my key inner circle, my cabinet, you know, picture a presidential, you know, if you got elected to be president, you put together a cabinet around you. I want to improve that whole group that's closest to me. So again, this is Sean Castorino with the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast. What we looked at today is what you can learn from legendary General Electric CEO, Jack Welch. And this was a great lesson. I hope you like the podcast, subscribe to it, rate it, share it with your friends. Again, if you have any questions, send it to me at askshawn at seancastorina.com. And please follow us on Instagram and we will talk tomorrow.